1: There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving.
0: To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.
3: When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
4: Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Ungler and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast.
0: what's going on everyone welcome to an all new episode of help i suck at dating and boy we got a doozy for you today we have the one and only becca martinez i don't want to say becca i don't want to say becca from re season because i feel like you don't you don't identify as that you've transcended but that's that's, i guess how people would maybe know the name becca martinez from re season but most importantly crushing life everywhere else becca how's it going
3: it's going pretty good. How are you guys? Last time I saw each of you, Jared, I think I saw you at an In-N-Out with Nick Viall and Ashley like four years ago yep. in 2018 after like a boo-hoo party. Yep. So funny. And then Dean, last time I saw you, I think I was like literally eight and a half months pregnant or something. Where like was that? that? I, we recorded something for Colton's season of The Bachelor for with oh. Ashley.
1: Oh, oh yeah, Hollywood. they wanted
0: the two snarky people to come record something for them, I think is what it was. Yeah. I yeah. thought the last time I saw you was, we went to, uh, a bunch of us went to dinner somewhere like in Beverly Hills or something and it was right before no. Paradise or something no. like that. No, nope. I don't remember exactly. I was about but... to
3: push out a baby. It was yeah, crazy. you
0: were about to push out a baby. How are the babies doing?
3: They're good. They're crazy. Two-year-old and a three-year-old. Jared, how is it being a dad?
2: Uh, it's fantastic. Being a business owner is quite different. Um <laughs> My question to you is, do you think that the first was harder or the second? First, I, really? say the
3: first be, I think the first because life before kids, you're just cruising, man. It's like your time is on your I mean, even when you have like a full time job, you like leave your job. I mean, I was a nanny. So it was like, I would leave my job. I would go home. I And then, you know, after 5 p.m., life was mine until like, you know, 8 a.m. the next morning for the most part. And then when you add a kid to the mix, suddenly it's like all these other factors. And also you think in your head like, oh, I'm going to bring them everywhere with me. Like we're still going to do our normal life. Like, yeah, we're going." And then suddenly it's like, you know, you're like, I can't go to that party because it's at 630 and we have to do the bedtime routine. And like, I don't know, I felt like that was a big like a big shift but then with number two you're like i've already been doing this whatever what's another one
2: so uh, mine and ashley's biggest fear because it's definitely more on ashley she's the one who has to get pregnant again which pregnancy by far yeah is i mean it's a beautiful wonderful thing but it also is the worst uh from an outsider's perspective but uh yeah. it, just the idea of taking care of, of a baby but adding in a toddler scares the shit out of me
3: oh yeah i mean i got pregnant when frank was i mean i got pregnant when ruth was seven months old so that was wild, but also we were like, okay, we just did this. Like we just did the crazy newborn phase and we already have all the gear, like let's go. And it was kind of nice. I like doing it. And now they play together, you know, like they're two and three and a half. They're like, they're buddies. So I don't know. I recommend keeping them close together. Otherwise you have to start all over again.
2: You I know? know that's quite terrifying as well. So do you, are you, are you done? Do you think you want another?
3: No, I definitely want, I, I mean, I would have like four more, but I think Gray is like, he, after, after even Ruth, he's like, I'm done. And then after Frank, he's like, I'm done. Watch, we're going to have like two more. And he'll keep saying I'm done. But I, I feel like two more, I, but like in a few years we want to like mean, live our lives a little more.
0: By your own logic, you got to start working on that pretty soon because you want it to be close together. Right.
3: I know. Well, no, I'll do another set of two. So I'll wait like four years and then oh, it's
0: too close together. Yeah. Nice. And then they can be like best friends growing up and then when they get to become adults, they can all become best friends later yeah, on. Yeah,
3: exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. I'm one of five and I thought it was so much fun having a lot of siblings. And like I always said I wish I had more brothers and sisters. So I don't know. I think it's fun.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um. What else is going on in the life of Becca? We haven't, uh, like you said, we haven't all seen each other in a while. Fill us in. I mean, I'll, we all know you've got your podcast over there. It's going called on four Fatty years, broads, if I remember correctly.
3: Chatty broads. Um, we do. Yeah. Three. Wait. What did you say it was called? Chatty broads. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I thought you said bratty broads for a minute. I was bratty broads. Like, well. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's what my mom calls it. Um. <laughs> we we're doing like three episodes a week. It's crazy. This is going to be our last bachelorette bachelor season that we're going to be covering on the show. We took a break for a couple seasons and then we had to rev it up again for the double bachelorettes, which has actually been a blast. I've been loving it. Um, and then, yeah, so we're doing that. And otherwise, you know, we're talking about all kinds of life stuff as one does. How do you do three a week? Fun. Because
0: we struggle with, with one a week yeah want a week
3: to... <laughs> i mean well also we're on a pretty set schedule so like every wednesday i drive up about an hour away from where we record i drive up to eagle rock and we do two episodes and then actually it's really funny um both of our partners so my boyfriend and her husband do a third episode a week together and they call it chatty bros So Mm. they do, they kind of throw in a little extra segment. But I mean, we've been grinding out at least two episodes for about three and a half years. And then about a year ago, we threw in the third. But I think we've just like been in the routine of it. And I am not the person who stays on top of the schedule in that relationship for sure. I'm definitely the one who's like, let's just take three weeks off. And she's like, let's no, we need to like bank some episodes and then we can go on vacation. So I feel like Jess, my co-host, kind of keeps things in check.
0: I mean that's kind of how it is with Jared too. If it wasn't for Jared, this podcast would turn <laughs> to mush. It, it basically is mush, but it's a more of like a solid version of the mush. Yeah, it's um, like
2: it's like when Dawson takes a sh- and like it's kind of mushy but kind of solid. That's our podcast right there. It's somewhat solid, somewhat mushy, but then sometimes <laughs> there's
3: like a crust on the outside and then it's just yeah. Like kinda... So there's
2: some you know hardness to it, but at the same time, there are times where it's just a complete blowout city where it's just mush. So. how do you Thank define you.
3: that how do you I'm find the mush hair. of how do you define the mush of the podcast what do you mean
2: oh um, like uh, me doing uh recording in an empty basement right now so there's a solid <laughs> echo i'm trying to talk as close to the mic as possible but of course we're moving and uh we were moving me it's recording been the past, from a home
0: depot parking lot
2: pretty much yeah and him recording from a home depot po- parking lot this is how psychic <laughs> dating
0: um, Becca, I got a question for you on the topic yeah. of kids. Uh, yeah. We have this page six article, and I know it's page six, so who the heck really knows what they're talking about. Oh, Jesus. But it says, Bachelor alum Becca Martinez reveals she's becoming a foster parent.
3: No, one not. Dude, people – oh, my God. Okay, it's so funny. There was a headline recently, too, because I did a TikTok about how when I went on The Bachelor um, – I had to buy a bunch of clothes at Nordstrom Rack. And then I kept the tags on and I returned them after I got back from the bachelor's because I didn't, I mean, I had to quit my job. You know how it is. I had to quit my job to go on the show. i had been traveling this summer leading up to the show. So I had spent like a lot of my savings. So I was like, well, like I got to do what I got to do. And then this headline came out, um, uh, bachelor, Star Becca Martinez admits to committing fraud, and then it was this whole thing about like how what publication wrote that
2: article fraud. (laughs)
3: I think think it was like page six or something. Talk about hyperbole! No, not page. (laughs) And then the article was so dramatic. It was like this is technically fraud, and like fraud can be an arrestable offense. And it was just like so dramatic. No, I'm not becoming a foster parent. I um, these journalists need to do their research. I am volunteering for a program called CASA and what it is is you become a court-appointed special advocate. It's a volunteer position and essentially what you're doing is you're an advocate. Um, You get paired with the foster youth and you become an advocate for them. So You know, a caseworker will have 30 to 40 kids at one time, which is actually crazy if you think about it. Like, if you only have 20 work days in a month, like, how much time can you actually dedicate to try to, like, figure out what's going on in each case? So, like, what a CASA might do is, um, you know, try to figure out and do some sleuthing, try to figure out if there's family members that a child can be placed with. Like, trying to figure out, make sure their educational needs are met, trying to make sure that their medical needs are met. Like, they're basically the eyes and ears of the court. And then you have to do court reports and show up in court and give the report based on things that you believe are in the best interest of the child. You meet with the child once or twice a month. Um, so it's a pretty, it's a pretty serious position, but yeah, we're not, we're not fostering, although I would like to do that someday, but, um, I'm kind of doing this cost of volunteering as to kind of get a better handle on like how the court system works and how Mm. the, um, yeah, dependency court works and all of that and get some insight into that whole process.
2: Why'd you want to get insight into that?
3: I mean, I think that I've always had a passion for kids for sure. Like, you know, I was a nanny for five years before going on the bachelor and it's just something I've always been really passionate about. And in the past year, I was just learning a lot more about like foster care. I mean, there's literally like millions, millions of kids that are in the foster system. And it's just a messed up system. And it's messed up for kids, for parents, for resource families. So I don't know, I just kind of wanted to get involved. And I'm always sitting on the sidelines, like kind of complaining about stuff. And I'm like, well, I should probably like actually take some of my time and invest some of my time and energy into doing something instead of complaining about all the stuff I think is fucked up so yeah
2: you'll know real when you get it it'll say ebay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it maybe it's a head turning handbag a watch that says it all jewelry that makes you look like the gem sneakers and streetwear so fresh Well, every step feels fly.
0: When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts, but not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience.
1: So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection.
4: offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches.
1: There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at Rico.com.
4: I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy.
1: My best hopes,
0: I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it.
3: i
4: never seen a man How'd we do today? We did good. good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: So you obviously have two kids. You're with Grayston. So it's Grayston, right? With a T?
3: Grayston, yeah. There's a T in there, yeah.
2: love that name. Good God. So how'd you guys meet? I don't think because you are an anomaly within Bachelor franchise because you're so well-known and every, you know, Chatty Broads is a huge successful podcast, but people kind of, you're like one of those people that, like if you're a fan of the show, people are like, oh yeah, I know Becca. And they're like, yeah, but how do I know Becca? you know it's you've like that's what i meant when you've kind of transcended you're just someone who's like a part of the franchise who's so well known within it but like you don't have like a specific story like i remember when you were on re season there was like this whole thing about you you went missing or something oh like my God. i know <laughs> like craziness that you just like forget about when i was when i found out you're on the podcast i'm like yeah that's right she yeah she did go missing or there was a story out yeah. there um yeah
3: so yeah so, missing on a weed farm <laughs> yeah.
2: so after the show how did you meet Grayson?
3: yeah so and I take it's funny I take that as a compliment but then also it makes me kind of sad sometimes like I sort of wish that I had some more time to like be a part of the franchise I don't know like but you are like I I know but I I don't know I feel like I always do this thing where I like kind of like distance myself from like people or like groups and then I'm like and then I am like sad that I'm not a part of things you know what I mean like I'm like oh man I wish I was like in with more people but I'm like I isolated myself and like didn't make myself a part of the community and now I'm sad that I'm like not in on things like you know why know.
2: why do you think that is why do you think you isolated yourself
3: I don't know and I don't think it's just in bachelor like it's something that I find myself doing fairly often like I think I just get imposter syndrome and I get in my head and like I just went on this influencer retreat with my with my social media management team and they had like all their influencers there and I was so like stressed out and anxious going into it I was like oh my god like you know, I don't know this narrative that's such bullshit like, oh, I'm not like these people. And it's not in a way of thinking I'm better than anybody. I'm just like, I don't know how to relate. Like, you know, what what do we have in common? Like, I, I don't like dress like that or I don't whatever. And then of course I showed up and a bunch of other people were like, Oh, I was anxious for the same reason. And we all got along and hung out and had so much in common. Cause like humans have a lot more in common than like the way they dress or like their hobbies. You know what I mean? Totally. So I just feel like I get imposter syndrome and I get in my head. And I'm like, I I won't have anything to to relate to with these people for whatever reason that I've created in my mind, whatever narrative. And so I think I just get anxious and then I just kind of like, you know, close myself off.
2: Oh, I feel the exact same way. I mean, uh, I think a lot of that I've started to let go and a big credit to that is Ashley because she is the prototypical person of like just... Letting her walls down. We have movers here, totally. and she's just got out of the shower in a towel, and she's walking around, <laughs> be like, "Oh, you know, you don't have to do that. Like, you can put that in." And my mother-in-law is here, her mom, and she's like, "Ashley, put clothes on." She's like, "I'm, I'm just, a, I'm in a towel. I'm covered." But she is that person who doesn't give a shit And I love her so much for it. And
3: yeah, because she, she's so welcoming. Also, like, I and mean, whenever I've hung out with her, I was just like, oh, I feel like totally, you know, in with you, and that's such a good feeling. She's
2: just the most endearing, wonderful human being. She's so welcoming. She's so Uh, down to earth, I know a lot of people ask me, you know, if they see me at at Audrey's, you know, they ask about Ashley and I'm like, Ashley is exactly what you think Ashley is. Like whatever you see Ashley on Instagram, that is who Ashley is. Um, She totally is. But one of the things, like I remember when I won a bachelor or bachelorette, excuse me, and I would have the same vibe. I'm like, I'm not gonna fit in with any of these guys. These guys are like GQ models, former NFL athletes. Like, I'm a kid from Rhode Island with patchy facial here. Like, I'm not fitting in. But then you go in and you realize, like, I remember talking to Ben Higgins and he was like so anxious and terrified and all these other guys were like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing here. And I'm like, Oh, okay. We all don't know what the hell we're doing. That's not so bad.
3: Totally. Yeah, I had the same experience too. It's like I went in on the bachelor and I made like so many friends. I had so much fun and you know, it's like I don't know, bonding with people goes, like I said, way beyond like well, what you're into or who you are.
2: I mean, obviously, I don't know you that well. But from what I know of you, or what I see from you, I feel like you're also someone who just very much obviously speaks your mind. And so I think with groups that are out, I think you just call it how it is and so sometimes i think w- w- specifically whether it be bachelor or, or anything else in life yeah. you probably see both the rights and wrongs of something so maybe that's why you distance yourself a little bit we were like yeah, oh I you're mean, so cool but also like i don't agree with what you do there so i don't want to be super close to you
3: totally and i think i actually get in my head about that too i'm like oh my gosh like did they hear what i say to- said about this and like are they not going to like me because of that and I've grown so much in the last four years. Like, definitely, especially getting off the show. It was like, I was just saying whatever popped into my head. And I look back, especially on those first couple years now, and I'm like, damn, why was I trying to, like, fight everybody and, like, you know, just say all these things for shock value? And it's like, I still like doing that every now and then. But I definitely choose my battles a lot more. And I don't know. Like, I've just... I guess realized a lot more how words impact people and like how an offhand comment that I think is like funny or I don't think the other person is going to hear about, dude, I did that for so long. Like I would be on a huge podcast and I would say some shit and be like, Oh, they're never going to hear me say that. And then of course everyone's in their DMs sending that person that clip. And then that person's like, why would you say that? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know why I said that. Just like word vomit. Um, And I don't know, it's something that I've definitely worked on. And and I've been on the other end of that too, where someone says something offhandedly about me and I'm like, (gasps) you know, (laughs) like devastated. I'm like... How could they say that about me? And you know, being on the other end of it, it's like you gotta be—I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely a lot, a lot more, a lot more mindful.
0: Yeah, but but let's be honest. It is, it is a pretty fun thing to say uh, outrageous and ridiculous things just to see what
3: happens. It's so fun, and to troll people. (laughs) I mean, to troll my audience on Instagram, to troll—I mean, it's, 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 it's a blast. It's so much fun. uh, So fun.
0: My therapist always used to tell me. She said, you're the kind of person that likes to dig themselves uh, into as deep a hole as possible just to see if they can get themselves out of it. Oh. And, I,
4: and, and
0: it's not a good thing. I'm not like patting myself on the back about it, but it's 100% true. And it, go, it extends to like so many facets of my life as well. I it's like, well, I, I don't understand why, but.
3: I know. I think it's, I mean, look, there's a part of it that's positive. Like I love a challenge. So I'm always like, e- even just like in my personal life, I love doing little challenges, you know, like um Mm -hmm. like let's go let's do 100 days of like no drinking you know or like let's do a month of like no eating out at all like I I always like doing those little challenges and like honestly I loved giving birth too because I was like all right like this is gonna be like the ultimate challenge like let's prepare let's overcome and I don't know I just I like I enjoy that kind of thing so I guess I can relate to that too of that feeling of like yeah, like let's dig a hole and see if I can get out of it. But I mean, also, attention is fun.
2: Attention is fun. I also think we're living in kind of a, a new territory uh, era where podcasts have just grown exponentially over the past five to 10 years. Where and social media obviously has connected everybody. So you have taken what used to be just living room thoughts where you would just say things towards the TV and no one would ever hear you. And we've transferred that into a platform whether it be social media or podcasting. And so yeah. I think a lot of times, and I find myself doing it too, where you're watching Bachelorette or recapping or, or anything in life, just saying Bachelor because obviously it connects all yeah. three of us. Yeah. That you're like, oh, this person's so effing stupid. <laughs> and then you say that out loud with other people hearing you. And then, of course, they tell them. And they're like, why would you say that? And you're like, well, I didn't, I didn't mean it. I just said it. You know? I'm sure you're a
3: nice guy. Yeah. Like, I'm sure you're a great person. Yeah.
2: I'm sure you're wonderful. Right. But in that moment, you were effing stupid. And I would never tell you that to your face, but I just said it on a podcast. So I guess now I have to say it to your face. So now I'm in this awkward position. Oh. So it's just, it's, you know, because we say things all the time that we don't mean.
3: I know. And I'm not very good at interpersonal confrontation either, which is the ironic thing. Like, and then, you know, it's like obviously you can talk mad shit online. And then when it actually, when you actually come face to face with someone, I'm always like, I'm so sorry. Like, I really <laughs> like you, and I also really like most people. Like, when I meet most people and like I'm with them, one like in person, one on one, I'm usually like, "You're really cool." Like, y- you know, I, don't I know.
2: know. Anytime I have a fan most interaction people- with the show, I always feel like I'm disappointing with my answers because they're like, "What's this person like in r- real life?" I'm like, "They're nice." Like, I don't know what yeah. they're fine. They're yeah, like, "Oh, totally. they're probably such a big dick," and I'm like, "No, they're fine." Like, you know, they did yeah. some things on the show. Like, I don't know, it's TV. What do you want from me?
0: who are you talking about oh, specifically jared dean obviously <laughs> oh. <laughs> well okay i guess that's fair no um, i'm
2: kidding uh who would be a good <laughs> example of that oh, well, well honestly talk. a lot of it was ashley before we were together people really? would come up oh my god just be like oh my god she cries all the time and she's oh i thought you
3: meant you were talking on her I was oh, like, no. Oh, together, oh, oh no before we were together people come
2: up be like she's so crazy and i'm like she's not she's awesome yeah. she just cries as an emotional they're like yeah. oh like i think that people expect me to be like oh she's out of her mind she's insane
3: <laughs> don't know how long this is gonna last
0: i know yeah becca okay, i've got some questions about you and grayston yeah yeah so you guys are engaged right yes we
3: congratulations. are <laughs> oh, no,
0: congratulations Congratulations! i don't
3: know where my ring is but <laughs> yes i
2: am engaged. you've already lost the ring that's a good start
4: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Well, so, as Jared was saying earlier, you're kind of touted as like the, the Bachelor contestant that goes against the grain, right? Oh, so,
2: yeah.
0: I was personally shocked to hear that you guys got engaged. Not oh, for really? any reason. I knew you guys were in love, you have kids together, all that kind of stuff, but um, can you talk us through that whole decision-making process, I guess?
3: Yeah, so... um, Oh, also, I never answered your question, Jared, like we met through, we met through mutual friends in the rock climbing community. So actually, he had dated one of my good friends um, that I knew through climbing. And so and I knew him through like other people. And I just like always thought he was really hot. And then we met at like a friend's party. And I was like, he's kind of weird, but you know, whatever. And then uh, he just like, I don't know, he just got my number. And then he was like, hey, you want to come over for dinner? I'll make you dinner like on Wednesday night. And I love that directness because it was just something I hadn't experienced a lot like in LA. And he was just like, you know, Wednesday night, come over, I'll make you dinner. I was like, okay, cool. And you know, we did that date. It was great. And it was crazy. I actually like wrote in my like journal that night. um, Really corny, but I was sort of like, I know, I was like, I know that I love him and not like I'm in love with him. Like I know that I love the person that he is. Like Hmm. he's so himself and like really doesn't care what other people think. Like people say that sometimes about me, but I really, I care a lot about what other people think. I think about what other people think about me a lot, but he really was just like so free and being himself. And I just loved that about him. And then, yeah, I don't know. He was just like, hey, do you want to hang out next week on Monday and go do this? And I just love that intentionality. And, um, loved it so much that three months later I found out I was pregnant. So there, there you have it. Um, but that first year in our relationship was really fucking hard. Like it sucked. Neither of us wanted. We've talked about this before, like on the podcast and stuff, like neither of us wanted to be with each other. There was a lot of resentment. He did not want me to have the baby. We were fucking pissed at each other. I, I wanted him, I was like, I'll do this on my own. Like, I want you to be out of the picture. Like, please just let me like single parent and he was like no like I'm no I'm not gonna do that I'm gonna like be a part of your life and be a part of our child's life um and it was really really hard and then when she was born you know I feel like a lot of couples when they have a kid sometimes it can really kind of rock their world and their relationship and for us it did but in a really positive way because I felt like there was this concept of us having a child and that was really daunting and then all of a sudden she was there and like, she was perfect. And we were both in love with her. And then we saw the other person being in love with her and watching the other person parent was just like, I don't know, it was just like immediately everything shifted in our relationship. Two weeks after that, he, literally two weeks after she was born, he proposed to me and I was like, what? Like, and and at first I was kind of like, yeah. And then it was like two hours later, we were like going to bed and I was like, babe, like at, not right now like no i i you know and he wasn't like butthurt about it i was just like i i no, like i want this to be i understand like the sentiment but i want this decision to be about us like not about that we just had a kid together and Mm -hmm. like you want to seal the deal and show me you're committed like i don't know it felt so intertwined with like being parents together and i was just like i don't i don't want that um so i don't know like over the years and i was like i don't know why do we even have to get married you know we had two kids like what's the point um and honestly like it came down to both of us really really want to have like a big party and i guess we don't technically need a wedding to do that but i don't know we were both like yeah i mean let's get married why not like we're both committed to be together like for the rest of our lives and i don't know like who knows what our relationship might look like as the years go on we can both be I mean I guess I'm a little more unconventional than he is his friend the other day was like Becca you always like say talk about like having you know like a non monogamous relationship and Gray pretends to go (laughs) along with it but he's like the most traditional guy like ever at the heart of him um but so we I don't know we just had talked about getting married and all that and and then we're like you know well let's do it why not and so we had talked about getting engaged and i was like i want to pick out the ring like i want to be a part of it and so i did like at some point last year and then yeah i didn't know i i knew it was going to happen eventually so i mean when he proposed it was like not a big surprise thing and and it and it so for me i guess to answer your question it feels like something that's just for us and i think like it's particularly meaningful because we have kids and doing it at this point in our lives, especially now as our kids are getting a little bit older and we can be a little bit more independent. It's like, we're just now starting to do like more of the dating stuff, you know, now we can go on trips together and like travel together. And, and honestly, like, it's funny. I was, I was kind of crying a couple of days ago and I was just kind of mourning that where I was like, I feel really sad sometimes that like we didn't get to do the thing that other people like get to do. Like, seeing what you and Kaylin are doing, like traveling around, just like living your lives together. Like, I mourn that a lot for sure where I'm like, Oh my gosh, like we could have had, you know, so much fun and we still can, but it just like looks differently. Um, And so I, I mourn that, but I think that this is just kind of a special symbol of like, no, we're, we're not just in this because we have kids together. Like this is a separate commitment that we're making to each other, a romantic commitment to each other, regardless of the kids.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good way to look at it. I feel like too. Uh, I I don't know if you've seen anything, but like Caitlin and I are going through a similar process right now. And it's funny to hear you talk about you and Grayson because it's uh, kind of the same mindset Rich. I'm in as well. Where it's like, well, I'm already I'm already going to spend the rest of my life with this person, anyways. Do I want to get married? Not really. But if the other person wants it, why not? Let's just do it, you know?
3: Yeah. What does that mean to you? I guess like what is what is like what is that just from like trauma, like family trauma, like not wanting to get married, or I guess like what's the what's the thing there?
0: Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I guess my so my parents had a really poor marriage, at least like in the latter part of it when I was growing up and old enough to realize kind of what was going on.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So I never had like a good example of what a good marriage looked like, I guess, which is pretty bad. And as much as I hate to say it, like, I, I just think I'm a contrarian like to my core. Sure. And the fact that everyone like expects you to get married, wants you to get married, just inherently like makes me so be, like anti that idea. It's, it's like, annoying. It's so annoying. It's like, you don't know what's best for me. And yeah. I'm going to prove it to you by showing you the exact opposite and still being happy. You know what I mean? Yeah.
3: Yeah. No, people so, ask so me that part, all that the time. I, I yeah. get that. People ask me that all the time. Well, when are you guys getting married? Like the minute that, I, you know, when I was at, since the beginning of our relationship and when I got pregnant, I was like, when are you guys getting married? Yeah. I don't know, dude, back off.
0: Did you feel a big pressure from like, so, like socially from that? Like, no. cause obviously, you know, you're having kids and all that kind of stuff. Did you see like, cause you know, people comment the most ridiculous things and it's like people you don't even know that have no input on your life that have no like insight whatsoever, but they're saying the most outrageous, like matter of fact, like this has to happen kind of thing, you know?
3: Yeah. That does, that stuff doesn't bother me. I mean, it also helps that we live in LA or like we're in, yeah. Yeah. It helps that we live in LA. Cause that's just have no one here. Like I felt when I got pregnant at 23 in LA, I felt like I was a teen pregnancy. Like people were just like, <laughs> Oh my God. Like, and it was funny. People's reactions were sort of like, well, why did you keep the baby? Like, that's so weird. Like, yeah. um, people were just like really shocked by that in our community here, I guess. Like all of our, so many of my friends are like in their thirties and don't have kids. Um, so uh no I, I don't I don't feel like I felt like that pressure online of course like people are just always annoying and always have a lot to say the only stuff that bothers me is when people feel like they know our relationship and like it's always the people that are more invested that bother me where they're like I've been listening to the podcast and I've just noticed how you always interrupt him and it just really seems like you have a lot of resentment and you haven't worked through you know like those that kind of thing like it just like makes me like so furious or like Oh, someone the other day, cause I was like, I was having like a panic attack and I called him and he was out getting drinks with friends uh, that he hadn't seen in a long time. And I called him, I was like, I'm freaking out right now. I have this paranoia that like, I'm going to be dosed with like some sort of psychedelic accidentally and I was like I was like sitting on the couch like doing something and I started feeling really weird and my first thought my friend had made me muffins and I know that she microdoses and my first thought was like she used the shroom chocolate like in the muffins and I started like panicking like freaking out I was like oh my god I'm gonna start tripping right now and I was just like losing my mind and I called him and he's like babe, we just got like a round of beer. Like, can you wait like 10 minutes? And I got so pissed. But then the funny <laughs> thing was that me getting pissed at him, like brought me down. And I was like, wait, I'm not tripping right now. Like, I'm yeah. totally fine. But of course I posted about that on Instagram. And then someone DM me. It was like, girl, just so you know, like you deserve someone who will actually show up. Oh my God. A panic God. And I'm like, shut the that kind of, and I'm just like, shut the f- up. Like you don't know us leave me alone but then yeah. I'm putting my life out there so I'm, I'm inviting people to comment you know it is what it is how do you feel about that Dean do you are you always getting people who are commenting on your relationships on your relationship
0: um, yeah relationships well yeah my relationship with Alistair too I guess um I I <laughs> I, I, I we talk about it a lot on this podcast uh and I'm sure you deal with quite a bit of it as well where I'll say like one thing out uh, you know in context it like makes sense with the tone and then uh some article or whatever will take it out of context and then put it in print and it has like a completely different meaning yeah. and then people will see that and then like either attack me or Kaelin because of some you know two sentence thing I said snarkily uh on a podcast mm-hmm. talking to Jared who's my friend mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. so it's like no, I, I that stuff really bothers me when they when they don't know anything uh and they see like one little headline and they're like oh I'm gonna go voice my disagreement with this on his Instagram page, you know?
3: Uh-huh. I read. And, and also things taken out of context are so frustrating. I've had that happen a lot with the podcast too, where people will even like, you know, on YouTube or whatever will isolate like a 30 second clip and make you sound like a total fucking freak. And I'm like, yeah. no, dude, like that's not, oh my God. Like listen to the full conversation here. That's really frustrating. But, um, no, I read one of those articles where it was like, so you, you said something about like you don't like saying the word love or something like that, yeah. and it made you sound like really stupid.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like really, yeah. <laughs> like and a look, dick. to be honest, I am really stupid. There is no question about that. But they make me sound even stupider, which is the more frustrating part. It's like let me be as stupid as I am. You don't need like you don't need hear to make it from me my mouth. Anymore. Yeah, you don't need to <laughs> yeah. help
2: me make me look more stupid. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. So so that's pretty frustrating. I guess there's, like, even a bigger problem with that, too. Like, who cares about some stupid reality TV people like that's happening on, like, a larger scale politically and geopolitically and all that kind of stuff. But uh, there's a bigger issue there. It's just, it's really frustrating. Um, It it doesn't affect me so much. Like, I could mostly care less. What really bothers me is how uh, Kaylin seems to be bothered by it a little bit more just because she, you know, she always talks about... It's it's funny, my relationship with Kaylin is a lot like Jared and Ashley. It's, like, where Ashley will say anything for whatever reason... And not care about the consequences. And Jared kind of had to like get used to that whole lifestyle. And uh Kaylin is Jared in this case, where I'll go out on a limb or a tangent and say something ridiculous because I don't really care about the repercussions. You know, you can talk sh- about me all you want. I don't personally mind. But she's like, tone it down a little bit. Like, I don't want people talking crap about us as a couple. Yeah. And yeah. I got to, I have to, like, I'm trying to like reel it back in and respect that a little bit. But yeah. She definitely takes it a little bit harder sometimes.
3: Yeah. I mean, there's stuff that I've had to be more mindful of just keeping private. Just like, I don't know, just certain struggles in the relationship or this or that. Like, I've definitely set more boundaries over time where I'm like, I don't need to let people in on this. Like, this is between us or like, this is between me and this person, whoever that is. And like, I don't really need to talk about that to the world. It's not really any other business. But that takes that. I don't know. It takes thinking about it which you know there's a lot of things I say that I don't really think about before I do yeah. it so I feel like that's an I'm, important
0: part of it I'm kind of in the vein where it's like if it's happening to me uh unless there's like other people involved that are like very right. clearly saying they don't want it talked about I'm like if it's happening to me I don't care to talk like all as long as it's real life I'll talk about it to like the fullest extent of the truth you know what I mean yeah. because a lot of people do like um uh, like cushion uh like provide like a cushion for a lot of the stuff that they're talking oh, about totally. because they don't want to be like criticized
3: and honestly, I think the people that get the most upset about it, I think that they're I think that they feel jealous that they can't express themselves freely about the same thing. You know what I mean? Like people project their issues. Like when you're talking about your relationship and being like, yeah, we're struggling. And the people are like, well, you need to dump him. I'm like, I always think I'm like, what are you going through in your relationship? Exactly, or like yeah. You know, like it's you're projecting something out of the situation because it's pretty normal to be in conflict, to have struggles, to question like how you want to be tied to someone. Just in, I don't know. Wait, so you guys are thinking about getting engaged and married,
0: though? Um, yeah, we are. That's, that's kind of why I wanted to ask you about it. Well, yeah. we, I mean, we are, we are going to do those things. We, yeah. it, it, it's funny because we've talked about it so much. Um, and I've talked about it on here quite a bit, too. I'm always worried I'm, like, removing a bit of the romance from it, too, where it's, like, you know, it's I not much of a surprise anymore. That. Um, it's, like, over-communicated at this point. I know. But uh, we've agreed that we're both going to propose to each other at some point oh, and then uh, get married. Um, And because, like you said, like, you know, I have every intention to spend the rest of my life with her. I don't want to get married, but she does. And so it's like, well, if we're already spending our lives together, why not just get married? So who's going to propose first? Uh, I don't know. I know when I'm doing it and where I'm doing it, but I have no idea when and where she's doing it.
2: Well,
3: that's fun.
2: That's so much fun.
0: Who's your money on, Dean? My money's on me doing it first. I think she's waiting for me to do it first before she pulls the trigger. I would agree. I think. I think so too.
3: That's fun. I think, like, yeah, it's it's kind of funny. I, I I understand what you're saying about taking the romance out of it too, for sure. Because he was like telling me also about the plan that he had. Like at one point, he was talking about doing a flash mob, and I was like, No, don't do that. Like, please don't do that. He's right Dodger here looking stadium. at me. I mean, it's like Dodger Stadium. <laughs> like, no, absolutely not.
2: Well, tell Gracie, he I- can propose to me with a flash mob. That sounds fun. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Jared says you could propose to him with a flash mob at Dodger Stadium. He's down for it. Yeah, it's funny. I feel almost, like, self-conscious or embarrassed about, like, our, about, like, love. Like, when someone asks me, like, oh, are you guys in love? It's, like, such a, it makes me really uncomfortable for mm-hmm. some weird reason. and like, I don't really know why. Or, like, when people are like, oh, my God, like, tell me all about your engagement. Like, not in this context, but, like, a, even, like, a close friend. I'm kind of like, ugh. Like, there's something about it that just kind of makes me, I don't know, I feel, like, weirdly private when I'm talking about, like, expressing my, like, affection or, like, our relationship. It just, yeah, I don't, like... Yeah, I don't know. It just makes me feel weird. I don't care what other people do, but I just feel really weird about being like
2: we're in love. Yeah, Like, we're yeah. Just,
3: like so me. Ma- I don't know. It do just you think is, you
2: feel weird about telling them because you're afraid that you're not going to live up to like their expectations? Because that's what I get. At. That's what I think mm. about all the time. Not like it's there, but it's just like of course they're like, oh, how much are you in love with Ashley? I'm like, I'm in love with her. I love my wife. I love her all the time. But like, you know, it's a marriage. So I don't. I don't know. I think people just have this expectation, especially when you're on a dating show, that you're like constantly in the mindset of like being on top of the mountain with the loved one and like
4: oh
3: my god you
2: know just like every minute of every day being like do you know how much i love you do you know how <laughs> much i'm in love with you and it's like of course i love my wife but like they're you know it's like a regular old marriage guys i don't know what to it's tell also you. like
3: a part of your life right like and uh, i think people get uncomfortable with this but it's also like a part of my life like my relationship to him isn't like every like I have a lot I got a lot going on like it's a it's a part of my it's a part of my life a really really important one of the most important parts of my life for sure um but yeah like I I think especially it's like we're both business owners like we're both like got so much going on and yeah I don't know but I think you're right I think it's living up to people's expectations and I also think I compare myself to other people and honestly like sometimes I'm like oh my gosh like I don't think I could you know ever have a relationship like that or like you know I think our relationship has already been through so many ups and downs in the few years that we've been together, and I feel super secure in it. But sometimes I'm like, I, like I don't know, like do we have like a relationship like they do, or like yeah? Do, but like, you know what? I'm wow.
2: such a troll. Like I, th- I'm sure all three of was probably in the same mindset. Anytime I see like a lovey dovey post when two people, I'm like they're breaking up in a month.
0: <laughs> like it's gonna be over <laughs> in no time. thirty days. Seriously, I agree. I think it's ridiculous. I, I do. I mean, I, I'm culprit number one when it comes to posting cutesy shit on instagram um but when it comes to the podcast i'm always willing and happy to like talk about the things we're struggling with because not many people talk about that stuff and to jared's point it's like not every relationship is lovey dovey standing on the top of the mountain with your loved one like because i feel the same way becca whenever anyone asks me about like how much i love Kaylin, which i I love her to death and you know i'm i'm um, incredibly lucky to be with her i like i like freeze up because i'm like uh, I like I like, I don't know what to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like I don't. It's just like an awkward thing to talk about for me. So totally. Um, and that kind of like, gets me in trouble sometimes. Too.
2: I, I think Dean, you you I do this too. I express my love through humor. So like, if somebody's oh, like, God, "How much yeah. are you in love with Ashley?" I'm like, "Yeah, she's fine." <laughs> <laughs>
3: also like i don't know it's something my therapist has gotten on me about is she's like you say everything with like a smile and a laugh like she she's like you could be mm. talking about your family member getting murdered and i'll be like yeah and that happened and like yeah fucking crazy right and she's just kind of like okay like you're saying that with a smile on your face but like that's really serious for you and i'm like i Like, I'm not like, I'm not holding back tears. I just like, don't. And I I think that's just a vulnerability thing. And it's like, Mm. I think there's ways that I'm really good at being vulnerable. Like what you're talking about, Dean, like I can talk openly about the things that I'm going through and I'm not afraid to hide that. I'm not ashamed of like this or that, that other people might be really scared to talk about. But um, it's difficult for me to get vulnerable. I mean, even with gray, sometimes like it's difficult for me to like really get past the barrier and be like, I don't know to even recognize what I am going through sometimes, and then to open up in that way. Like a lot of times, my co-host will like start talking about something and will like cry on the podcast, and I'm just sitting there like, like, uh, <laughs> like I I I feel it, but like my emotions are not caught up to yeah. the to the to the weight of the experience. So. That's definitely something I just struggle with in general. It's like I feel like
0: you and I might be long lost brother and sister because <laughs> yeah, everything yeah. you're describing, I'm like, yep, right here too, or this guy right here too.
3: I think it's a you know, like protective mechanism. You know, it's like I think that, and and I think I pride myself so much on being tough. Like, it that's something I really realized lately. Like, you know, like I said, even when it comes to physical stuff, like giving birth, I'm like, I'm so tough. Like, I don't need, you know, I don't need this, I don't need that. Like, I got it. And um, I don't know, I think it's just like a protective thing in a way of, and 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 I've realized a lot on social media and the podcast too, I put off this like tough exterior, but I'm very sensitive, you know, like I get definitely get very in my head about what people say and, and people, it's so funny, like recently I've had a couple people comment just like super out of pocket and I've, and I don't really comment back a lot anymore, but I commented back and be like, yo, that's mean. Like sometimes I'll just do that now, like that hurts my feelings and it's very disarming for people, I think. And someone mm. commented commented back like, oh, I thought you like, like when people are like kind of sparring <laughs> with you. And I'm like, no, like that hurts my feelings. Like I'm a normal person, but I think I put up a tough exterior a lot. And people think that like, you know, I'm just down with fighting with everyone all the time. And I'm like, no, you know, I'm going to be loved too. And,
0: and it's funny commenting back to those people too, because a lot of times I feel like they just throw up like a troll comment not expecting to hear anything back and then they see that the person is actually writing them back and they're like oh wait okay sorry maybe I should reconsider what I say before oh, I yeah. say it
3: oh yeah I've definitely gotten DMs and comments back that are like I'm so sorry like yeah. I did not I did yeah I didn't think you were gonna say <laughs> like, this why'd you, like, what do you think I,
0: what do you think you're doing who do you think you're talking to like I, I'm a human being on the other side of this
4: apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
0: i got one more question for you so um now that you guys are engaged what is the wedding planning situation like can you fill us in on that
3: we are yeah he and i are so i mean i'm excited because we're so on the same page we're like we were like talking about it. I'm like, okay, like what are the vibes you want for our wedding? He's like, think like great Gatsby carnival. And I'm like, amazing. I want a Ferris wheel at our wedding too. And we're like, okay, sweet. So we just, I don't know. We just want to like, we're so into all these goofy ideas where we're like, okay, walking into the ceremony, like champagne and caviar, and then walking out of the ceremony, like mozzarella sticks and corn dogs for everyone. (laughs) Like before like we do photos or whatever and we just like have this like all these fun ideas about like how we want to entertain people and like ultimately we just want like all of our loved ones to have a great time and so I think it's really fun getting creative about that of like okay we got to make sure there's food at all times we're gonna have a taco truck like during the dance floor like I don't know just like all of that stuff we've just had a blast we have literally no concrete plans but we have a lot of concepts going around so that's been fun
0: that's good to hear because I feel like every time I hear about people planning their weddings, they always talk about how stressful it is. So it's good to hear that you guys are having well, a good time planning. We
3: haven't it. done actual any planning. Oh, it's just more like ideation. Like, so. Yeah, People are like, do you have a date? And I'm like, no, we don't know where we're having it or what we're doing. Like, no, absolutely not. So I guess we got to get on that. But that does sound a little bit uh, it's always, no. It's
2: always so much fun wedding planning and coming up with the concept and the ideas. But then it gets to like
3: the money. Right,
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, the money one, but also like, all right, uh, so forks. What uh, kind of forks do you want? And you're like, you got to be kidding me. We're really having a conversation about forks right now. Get the hell out of here. I want to talk about food and Ferris wheels and the dragon roller coaster. That's what I I got to say,
0: though. The forks at your wedding were mint.
3: Top notch.
0: (laughs) Top notch forks pretty good that was all actually. yeah
3: I mean I think we have all these great ideas too where we're like 500 people Ferris wheel and then it, we're probably looking at like a $150,000 wedding like that's not gonna happen so wow. we're probably gonna have to tame down <laughs> a lot of our ideas Dean do you think you guys will do something private or like something like do you think you'll have a big bash for the actual wedding
0: we're gonna elope I hope mm. <laughs> that's my dream I told Kaylin my original plan um, actually to I guess I could share this I've never actually shared this before um, so my brother just got married in Tahoe he proposed on a Friday, they got married on a Saturday and uh, I'm kind of pissed because he stole my idea my original plan, I told Kaylin oh. this um, was to take her to Patagonia in South America propose at Torres del Paine uh, National Park down there and then fly directly to Italy and get married in Italy Ooh, and then fly romantic. directly to New Zealand and honeymoon in New Zealand Ooh. and that was like my original romantic huge gesture plan but uh that's obviously not going to happen anymore. I I think uh it's Why it's,
3: though? Who cares? Well,
0: well no, I just I don't know. I cuz I was thinking I was I thought I was being a little too selfish with that. Oh. Like I was like, "Oh, I don't want a big wedding, so let's just elope in Italy right now." Um that was kind of, like, it seemed, like, really great up here, and I'm sure Caitlin would have loved it, but I at least want her to have, like, a big say in how the rest of it happens, I guess. That's true, uh, and,
3: like, if she wants her family there, yeah. and, like, that yeah. kind of thing is probably... Right,
0: and really that's a that's big part about it, too. I, I've, I've got, like, a big fear of, Um, inviting people to stuff and not having them show up. So I don't imagine us having a very big wedding. I think it'll be like family only.
3: Mm. (laughs) You're afraid (laughs) no one's going to show up to your wedding? I think everyone will. No,
0: I I know they would. And then also like I never had a MySpace in middle school because I'm so scared of like ranking my friends. And so to have like a best man and then groomsmen is like terrifying to me where it's like, hey, you're my number one best friend and you're my number three best friend. Okay, You you know
3: what? Someone did at a wedding recently that I really liked. They had like we both have like a lot of close friends that we've had for a really long time they had like 10 bridesmaids and groomsmen but they only had like they only chose like one person stand up there and it was like their sibling so they Mm -hmm. had all these people that like kind of dressed as like their in crowd and then they just had like their you know their sibling like standing up next to them at the ceremony
2: that's a good idea listen it's not the groomsmen or the bridesmaids that's going to give you stress it's going to be the invitations because there's going to be people (laughs) that you just can't fit into your wedding, that that are like on the plan B. And that is by far the worst part because you really love them, you do, but it's like, especially like the people, get ready for the people that you haven't spoken to in like five years that you used to be close with that you're not close with anymore. And you're like, I haven't talked to them in like four years. Do I invite them? Are they gonna (sighs) like, do I, you know?
0: Did you, did you personally have any awkward encounters after your wedding where people were like upset that they didn't get invited?
2: No, 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 no. Nothing like that. But like I had, I've, I've been invited to people's weddings who I haven't talked to in years that I didn't invite to my own. And I was like, Uh. oh no, was I the biggest, for not inviting you i didn't even think about you we haven't spoken in five years why you invited me to
0: yeah. your wedding
3: yeah, yeah so that's the wait, huh I'm just trying to fill
0: chairs <laughs> just trying to fill chairs i've i had an experience like that too one of my best friends from high school got married and invited me and a couple other friends to his wedding and we both just kind of didn't go but it's like come on we haven't talked in seven years like so what, you yeah, didn't I agree, go like, what's, what's the point i just didn't go we just didn't go we like collectively decided we weren't gonna go <laughs> did you <laughs> RSVP? Look, know uh, we rsvp would No, yep. All right, that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, is
4: But don't you think
3: weddings are fun? Oh, uh, not like weddings.
0: No, not really. I'm. I mean, <laughs> I guess
3: we. Or, do you think they're fun? What's weddings. fun about them? We just sit there. I mean, okay, dancing, drinking, mm. like with a bunch of. I mean, usually it's people that we know I guess so I guess if you're going okay I get that it's someone you don't know very well but I mean I feel like even if you have friends from high school and you guys are all going then it can like you can make it into a thing I think that's fun and then also the last wedding that Gray and I went to we just sat there and we just like critiqued everything we were like during the ceremony (laughs) like something went wrong and I was like do you think they're gonna last like was that like a sign like it just started raining like right after the ceremony ended like that seems like an omen you know like I saw ravens flying up ahead and then like you know just I don't know we're like okay if I would like they took photos for way too long like let's not do that for ours i mean maybe it's just because we're talking about our wedding we're having fun with that too but have you no, good.
0: Just, have you been discussing what or, you like and don't like
2: yeah have you been to a wedding for where grayson's friends like people that you
3: only his friends he has so many friends like everybody is his bestie and we've had we have like four weddings this summer they're all his friends and he has still has like a giant crew of like 20 friends from high school and 20 friends from college that he's still super close with. I and you
2: know still how. find those fun.
3: I do. I I mean, they're, they're, they're fun people. They are party people. That's for sure. Yeah. Except this wedding that we went to recently. Okay, wait, I got to tell you guys this because this <laughs> just really drove me nuts. So the wedding that we went to recently was for his old roommate and she's very beautiful and because he also has a tendency to overshare he's like you know there was so much sexual tension when we were living together and then after we and then after we stopped living together one night we hooked up and it was like oh my god it was amazing like why haven't we done this sooner and then she moved away and then i went out to visit her you know he tells me like everything and um sometimes i ask for it and then sometimes i'm like bro why did you why <laughs> dude
2: did if you i went to a that? wedding like, like that and i told ashley that story she would <laughs> we wouldn't be going to that wedding
3: so so then and then he flew out to go see her but then she it was she had actually just started dating a new guy and then that guy was the guy she was getting married to at this wedding so i already know all this by the way also this is kind of normal because he is friends with so many people that he's dated or slept with and so i am around girls all the time who he's had some prior entanglement with. So I've had to just kind of buck up and deal with it. And it's just, you know, I guess it's a good sign though too. He hasn't burned all these bridges with women that he used to date or sure. have a thing with. So that's a that's a positive. But anyway, I'm sitting there and it's like an hour of speeches during the the reception and they're all just talking about how wonderful she is and how amazing she is. <laughs> And I'm just sitting there, like, just, and then I'm watching him looking at her, and I'm just like, I'll never be her. And I was just getting, like, so mad. And then the one of his, like, a couple of his friends were at the table, and they, like, looked to each other crying. They are like, we're so lucky to have her in our lives. <laughs> and I was like, that's it. I'm done. I'm done with this. And I actually kind of, like, freaked out for a minute, and I went back to the Airbnb, and then I like laid down and scrolled on my phone for a little bit, recollected myself and went back out and party. But it was, um, it just was the last straw for me. I was like, I'm, I am over this. So
0: yeah. So weddings are, fun. weddings are only fun when <laughs> that doesn't happen. When your
3: happen. partner hasn't slept with the bride. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And everyone's talking about how wonderful she is. Yeah. That's not super fun to
0: deal with. But hey, kudos to you for being able to deal with that. I mean, in your own way, to whatever extent, you know, like that takes a lot of willpower and a lot of, um, I don't know, just I mean, willpower, I guess. Look,
3: bitch. At the end of the day, he's with me, and the ring's on my fingers, So you know what? Are That's you, right. what, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna right.
0: Do? And then at your wedding, they're gonna be saying the same shit about you. Mm-hmm. And there's gonna be a couple girls in the audience that storm out, go to the Airbnb, and sit on their phones. <laughs> um, Becca, we gotta let you. Well, I guess we gotta wrap up this episode. Before we do, I I wanted to ask this the entire time. Um, do we expect the wedding before or after the next? group of kids on the way
3: oh my god that's the thing that's literally the thing i want to do this wedding before we have more kids for sure but it's just you know there's a lot going on we have to build i want to oh my god i could just talk forever but i just went to this workshop where i learned how to build houses out of cob do you know what that is Mm -mm, mm -mm. it's like clay and sand and straw and you can build like these amazing houses out of just like materials that are on your property and it's like an ancient building technique anyway so now my big thing is i want to build a house on a property like in the mountains out of cob and i want to do that before we have our next babies because i want to have one of the babies in the cob house nice so we got to build a house we got to do the wedding we got to do a lot before we have more.
2: i'm not gonna lie this kind of sounds like the beginning of the three little pigs so i would just (laughs) be careful if there's any like big bad wolves around but
0: other than that sounds like a great idea
3: thanks Jared. Thanks for
0: that advice all right so we'll keep an eye on the cobs we'll keep an <laughs> eye on baby number three we'll keep an eye on the wedding lots to look forward to in becca's life becca thank you so much for joining us we appreciate <laughs> it um if you're listening to this right now and you haven't listened to any of becca's 95 podcasts be sure to check her out chatty broads, uh, and chatty broads youtube spotify i'm sure you're all over the place at um,
3: becca on instagram
0: at Becca. You got just the straight up at Becca. I remember yeah. I saw you do that and I messaged you and I was like, how did you get that?
3: <laughs> 750 bucks. That's Messenger. such a
0: good deal. The guy that owns a Dean deal. just at Dean messaged me and tried to sell it to me for $10,000. And I, I, I considered it. I really did. But I'm so glad I didn't. I'm a Dean like, baby. A for it's a write-off. It's a, yeah, it's a write-off. <laughs> Um, but thank it. you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. We had a blast.
3: Bye, guys. Thank you.
0: Bye. Thank bye you, bye. Becca.
2: Follow Help by socket Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to
0: podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock.
1: On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving.
0: To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com.
4: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done.